0: And welcome to the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. It's episode five. Very, very excited today because um, there's actually my first guest that's uh, arrived to the studio today. And, you know, I talked about the idea of um, having conversations and I think that the art of the conversation of sort has sort of gone away because we're obviously, um, this isn't news to you that, um, you know, Instagram and our phones is, uh, they're obviously around us all the time, but really the goal with the podcast besides bringing more awareness to me and the fact that I'm writing a book and I want people to buy it when it's finally done. <laughs> but really the other, the other point of this podcast was to get people to, uh, to talk about, um, the impact of Instagram and the impact of our phones, especially if we're artists and we're trying to be creative and finding time to do things that really matter in our lives. Uh, and so I'm really honored today to, and also it takes a lot of the pressure off of me. I can I can really just sort of sit back and and just listen to Deanna instead of um, talk about myself for like forty five fifty minutes to an hour. So, um, Deanna, welcome to the studio.
1: Hi, Eddie. Thank you.
0: Welcome to the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast.
1: It's an honor. I'm excited.
0: Um. So. I think the other thing I was thinking about is that I actually think I've got a lot of cool people in my life. Um, And I met Deanna... I just want to give a little background. Please
1: do, yeah. Back so, it up. Like, You're to back it up, Eddie. <laughs> First of all,
0: I have to say I'm happy that she's <laughs> that she's here because the Patriots lost yesterday. Brutally. And she is wearing a New England Patriots hat.
1: Representing.
0: And let me so this this leads me to the story that I'm gonna tell. Um, I met Deanna almost two years ago at my um, at our yoga teacher training program with Tamal um, in Culver City. And so we met about a year and a half ago. And I'm trying to think, obviously we, we didn't like each other right away, <laughs> but, um, I, I, I do, there's this sort of stigma around yoga teachers, like are people that practice yoga. It's like they have everything figured out or they're really spiritual. They sit around with their legs crossed and, and just meditate all day. And I, that's kind of bullshit, you know? And, and by the way, I will say that there could be a lot of profanity this evening because Ziana does. I uh, like to, to. I do
1: hail from the East
0: Coast. <laughs> she hails from the East Coast. So, um, but I liked Diana because she just felt real to me, and and there wasn't bullshit about it. And and uh, so, I remember specifically we. Um, it was like the last week of training, and she had to leave early because it was the playoffs of the Patriots, and they ended up losing in the Super Bowl. I think that that right?
1: It was the Super Bowl. Or did game. they
0: win that year?
1: No.
0: This was two years ago. Yeah. So they lost. They did. Oh my god! So anyway, I'm happy you made it because they lost last night. I thought you were going to cancel. No, you weren't. Okay, good. I
1: mean, you got to be a champ all the way through, and you got to be a good sport. And that's, you know, I think that's really one of the most um, important things that I've learned through sports specifically is, you know, being being humble and being able to take a loss gracefully. And when you win, you know nothing feels better. Yeah. Um, but but it ebbs and it flows, and nothing's guaranteed. And you know that's not some kind of yoga bullshit. That's just life. That's the truth, as far as I know.
0: So today is a big day, actually.
1: Pretty big day. Yeah.
0: And uh, um, beside the fact that it's the um, first time that I'm having a guest on the show, um, <laughs> so I, I, I want to get to know you a little bit more than than just the Instagram persona that you portray all the time. Sure. Um, you are an artist. I am. You're an actor. Yes. And you're a writer.
1: In a way, yes. Okay,
0: so you have sorts. So today is a big day because tell us what happened today.
1: So today I have finally locked picture on my very first film. It's a short film. It's called Fernanda. And we shot it about two and a half years ago in Venice Beach. Um, and I have finally locked picture, which for those of you that don't know is essentially all the editing, all the moving pieces, all the, all the picture it is it, set up in a, in a timeline as to how exactly I want it to be uh, seen by the viewer.
0: Now the film is how long?
1: About 16 minutes.
0: And I remember when you were in, um, the training, yes. Did had you just finished filming?
1: We had so that we trained um, January two thousand seventeen,
0: and we yeah we ended right, around so April.
1: I shot this April of two thousand sixteen.
0: Okay, so it was shot. It was done.
1: It was shot. It was done. It was in the can, as they say.
0: Now, why did I'm not trying to be annoying here? Sure. Um, because this is a thing. I talk about this a lot. I think the art of making movies music albums is taking a lot longer than it used to for a variety of reasons. It could mm-hmm. be financial. Um, but I also think it's, it's, it's distractions mm-hmm. and, and we spend a lot of free time, you know, doing things that sort of get in the way. But why, why do you think it took, or why did it take a year and a half to, um, to edit the film?
1: Two and a half years.
0: It took two and a half years. Yeah. Okay. Why did it take two and a half years to edit? Now let's, I keep in mind for people out there that aren't filmmakers It does take a long time anyway to do these kind of things, but why did it take you two and a half years?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it takes a long time for anybody. I also think I, you know, as the sole like producer, co-director, co-writer, then turned editor, there was a huge learning curve that I wasn't able to uh, surmount, if you will. And, um, I finally had to buck up and, and pay, An editor To edit it. Um, I have been very lucky to have a lot of uh, collaborative efforts from people that I didn't have to pay. Um, And it really shows in the final product. But I mean, there's a myriad of reasons. I'm a waitress. I'm struggling. I live in Venice. It's expensive. All the things, you know, all these things. And at the end of the day, I had to make a choice. Do I want to finish this thing? Or do I want to keep just fucking off, essentially, yeah. right? Right. Um, and there comes a point, I think, when you just have to make the choice. And I did. And I met somebody. And I, I he hadn't even seen what we shot. And he was like, all right, I'm on board. Let's do it. Here's yeah. my day rate. <laughs> and I nearly shit a brick when he <laughs> told me his day rate. Right. Um, and I decided to go for it. Um, and it was a huge leap of faith and I have never worked with an editor who has been so encouraging, kind, excited. I mean, all of these things and we worked amazingly together and we, we finished it in 19 hours. Now that's not to say that I didn't put a lot of work into it because I really did and not to toot my own horn, but you know, for those two and a half years, I had three different editors. Who God bless them just really didn't know what I wanted, and and maybe I didn't even know what I want you know wanted at the time. So um, I invested in a computer and attempted to make the movie.
0: What's the program that you were that you learned? Premiere. Uh, Premiere. Premier. Yeah, okay. yeah.
1: And that was uh, essentially a gift from a friend who also she was amazing. She let me use her program. I mean, there's so many favors that are uh that go in that are part of this film. Yeah. Um, and like I said, at a certain point you just have to pay. You're <laughs> yeah. gonna pay to play. And I mean right. that that's just the unfortunate truth. Um, but I think I have found somebody who I would hope I could work with in the future. Because I will continue making films. I don't care. Nobody's gonna stop me.
0: Well that's the thing. I remember when we were in the training, um, you you sort of had those moments where And we all go through this. I mean, it's, I mean, let's not, let's not pretend that all artists don't feel this. I mean, you have those days where you just completely love the idea of being an artist or a writer or an actor. And then you have those days where you're like, I can't do this or this totally sucks or I suck. So I, I remember you having those moments where you were definitely questioning the process and, you know, what, and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when you walked in today or this evening, you had this energy about you where, um, I mean, you mentioned that you were crying on the way over here on oh, the way yeah. home because you had finally finished this project um, or locked picture. Lock picture. Um, and just explain, you know, that feeling of working on something for, well, not only did, how long did you, I mean, how long was, you wrote it for, I mean. How,
1: I started, I told myself, hey, look, I'm living in Los Angeles. I have a BA. I'm not um, uneducated and I'm not the smartest person in the room. You know, I can barely do math, but boy, can I write and I can definitely read. And so why, why am I waiting for somebody to tell me you're good enough? You know, I think as an actor, um, I have been told, I mean, my friend, he's so funny. He's always like, I can't believe how many auditions you've been on and you've been, you know, denied essentially. Right. hundreds upon hundreds of times i probably booked under 10 commercials in my career right um which really consists of a lot of waiting tables the occasional book job the occasional like yes i'm an actor and the ability to write a bunch of shit off on my taxes and still owe money you know it, it's a whole thing um but i forgot what was the question I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Just me ranting about no. how hard Oh, it is. well,
0: no. I, I think... Um,
1: oh, right. So I, I, I started writing it in January of 2016. We shot it in April.
0: Can I ask what it's about?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's essentially um, based on several people in my life. Um, and then I kind of created a fictional narrative around those themes broken relationships immigration deportation the loss of a loved one all of these things that really impacted me I've been waiting tables since I was 15 years old I do have a BA like I said from the University of Vermont Uh, when I graduated in 2007 I said to myself we're going LA we're going to act we're going to do this thing we're going to create
0: let me ask you um, did you Always feel like you wanted to be an actor?
1: No, I really didn't have a traje- trajectory. I was really into sports. Truly,
0: <laughs> clearly, I, as you're wearing the Patriots. <laughs> hat. I was
1: really. I played. I um, played <laughs> football. When
0: your dreams of being a professional quarterback
1: <laughs> get shot because yes. there's no women allowed in football. <laughs> what am I going to be? A cheerleader? I mean, I tried that too. No, uh, my parents were really uh, big on us learning music okay. and uh, being. Physically active. Like there was no time in my house where I got to watch TV where mm. it was like a down minute ever. It was like, go to school, go to your sports and then come home, eat dinner, go to bed, do homework, whatever, you know? So it was a very, uh, active lifestyle. And no, I never really thought, I think because maybe I didn't watch TV and the movies were really not like a huge part of our life financially it just wasn't right you know what we did on the weekends um that I think I probably kind of fell in love with it because I could it was like that like I couldn't do it I couldn't be a part of that and then when I had a little taste of it I was like holy yeah fuck
0: you couldn't get enough
1: I couldn't get enough it's this it's this being on a cliff being on the edge of your seat adrenaline rush roller coaster ride and you just like hold on for dear life and there are very few moments when you almost experience a blackout and you know you're truly you're in it you're so in it that that you kind of lose yourself yeah um and that's as an actor as a as a creator filmmaker um i was i i I really kind of knew that this is what i wanted to do because time Didn't matter. I could be in a theater for 10, 12 hours and it felt like a minute. Yeah. You know, I was. And this goes back to what you're trying to, I think, allude to is. I never thought like, okay, what what are my friends doing on their phone? Like, do I need to be on my phone? Like, no, I mean today for sure when when I was editing I'm not gonna lie did I check Instagram yeah and I was multitasking because I you know I have all these other things going on and when we're editing you know he's doing a lot of the technical stuff and when when it's ready to be seen then he's like all right how do you feel about this but there's a lot of downtime and there's a lot of downtime as an actor as well um but I think I'm I'm referring to more of onset production time yeah Or when you're actually working a scene, it's, it's mind blowing for me because time doesn't exist. And that's really what we're trying to do when we do yoga, when we do anything that we're trying to connect in a deeper way or on a deeper level, it's like the loss of yourself in a way. Yeah. Um, and I find that fascinating.
0: Okay. So. Um, let me, let me try and focus you back on, let's keep you on track. <laughs> I need I just, track. I just realized, um,
1: I'm a loose cannon. So,
0: okay. You come out to LA, but yeah. um, were you doing creative things as, as a kid? Were oh. you like, how did you, I mean, I, what were you yeah, doing like, creative?
1: Totally. So, um, I come from a very artistic family. First of all, let me mention uh, my personal background. I'm Colombian. Um, I was born in Bogota, Colombia. I was two years old. When I arrived in the US, my father had come a year before 1985, he crossed the Rio Grande and he was held up in uh, just over the border where he was incarcerated for, I think the story goes about a week. And he was released. He waited for my uncle, and they made their way up to New York City, where my dad had a friend. And essentially, at that point, it was 1985. Um, the immigration, you know, law was not what it is today in the sense that it was much more open, and so they kind of were like, "Okay, go." Apparently, and then <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there he went. You know. Yeah. So my father, however, was. A was an architect um in Colombia. Cool. My uncle actually worked as an architect in Colombia and my uh grandfather on my father's side was um a printer. I don't really know what it would be like. Essentially, you know, like the moo or the the Vista print of today back then was a guy making like your business cards and you know printing. So that's... And he was a... I believe he played the saxophone also.
0: Okay, but let's... So I I come from a very
1: artistic family is the uh, point that I'm trying to make. See, I've
0: noticed (laughs) Diana's trying to to deflect and just talk about other people besides herself. No, because it really
1: ties into why I made the film that I made. Okay. Because I'm an immigrant. I'm actually an illegal immigrant. I was for 16 years. Wow. So I am what people fear. Um, but you know, now I've been, uh, I've been legal since I was 16 years old through okay. a whole slew of, you know, a whole nother story, which we don't right. really have to get into. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so what I'm trying to say is I, I, um, I can appreciate what it is to be an illegal immigrant. Okay. Um, so that's really like the bread and the butter of who I am. But as far as creative, I mean, my father always had us drawing painting just being really connected with art right um i can remember doing like third grade projects with my dad and it would be like build a diorama you know a 3 by 4 diorama very simple directions and all of a sudden we have this huge like dinosaur in the living room and he's like okay this is what you're bringing to school and i'm <laughs> like dad how, this is way more than what the doctor ordered right <laughs> you know um, so really just always been crafty yeah. for lack of another way of saying it. Um, I got involved in acting really through a small agency called, uh, New England models group,
0: <laughs> of course, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> New England, everything.
0: <laughs> and
1: yeah. the, and the first commercial I shot, I'll never forget. I was in college. I was like a sophomore and I'm like, I booked a commercial. It was for casual male XL. If you know what that is, it's,
0: it sounds like <laughs> it's, it's, pornographic it's not a porn. No, it's a,
1: it's a company that does large and tall menswear. <laughs> okay. okay. Let so, me just say
0: Deanna's about five,
1: three,
0: four. Okay. So clearly they've chose the right person.
1: <laughs> so I get onto set and they're like, this girl's like so 17, 18 years old. And they cast me as like the mom of like, you know what I mean? So they ended up bumping me to an extra and the extra got my job. And it was, it was just so funny because I'm still going out for Latina mom. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) And, and I mean, so you came out to LA specifically to, to be an actor. Right. Okay. And then, um, and where'd you go? Like, where did you move to? I landed
1: right on Poinsettia and Sunset.
0: Poinsettia and right by
1: rock and roll Ralph's. That was my first apartment. I had a studio apartment and I uh had no idea what I was doing.
0: Right. Uh
1: at the time I was living with my college dear friend. We're still very close. Um, and so we just kind of started waiting tables and partying like we were right. 22 years old, which sure. is exactly what we were. Yeah. Um. So I did that for several years and then I got into an acting studio where I really kind of started to hone the craft, if you will. And that was a two year semi conservatory right. style school.
0: But is this film that you just finished, like really the first project that you have done on your own where you wrote it, starred uh, in it?
1: Technically, yes. Okay. I took a stab. At something previous, and I never finished it. Yeah. Um, and this, I think, part of why I'm pushing so hard for it and persevering through all of the setbacks um, is because the message is so dear and
0: yeah, very personal close sure. to
1: to my heart. Yeah. And to who I think I want to be as a filmmaker, I wanna I want to bring light to the more obscure and painful and true and honest and natural. And those are the issues that I'm attracted to.
0: So what's it like, you know, you're a waiter. Mm-hmm. Uh, or server. I'm sorry. What did I, was I, was I rude or was not at all? Um, it's, it's I, I, a, say, I should have said a waitress, I guess. I guess.
1: You know, what's funny is because I always say I'm an actor.
0: Yeah. I, I guess I'm a I, filmmaker. That, that shifted like four or five years ago. I feel like actresses don't say actress anymore. I
1: just say actor and people are it, yeah. like, you're an actress. And I'm like, well, I don't think a doctor is a doctress And I certainly don't say a lawyer, <laughs> a lawyer is a lawyerist. <laughs> um, and a dentist is not a dentist. Right. It's just a dentist. Like I'm yeah. just an actor. I'm right. here.
0: To, but there was a shift in the culture. I think so. Where actresses used to say "an actress," up right. until maybe five, six years ago, it suddenly became "we're all just actors." So, um, so what's so you, you you're a server at one of the best restaurants in LA? That's what right. it's called Felix. It's
1: called
0: Felix. Um, and what is it like to juggle though? That like, what's a typical day? You, um, do you have representation? That
1: I am repped commercially, I have struggled to be represented theatrically. Um, and that's really where I want to be. So part of making this film really started from a place of like, okay, I'm going to make my own content. I'm going to be the star in it and I'm going to make you see that I can do it.
0: Sure. Well, I think it gets to a point now where, um, I I just, it's, it's annoying to wait. You just want, you, you don't want to rely on somebody else to get your career going. You know, you just want to make... Why are you smiling?
1: No, I mean, it's absolutely true. You just...
0: It, it's like... Um, and you... I, I just... I don't... Life is short. I just want to, like, go out and do it. Yeah. And, and, and learn as much as I can and make the shit happen. And you can't... Of course, we need help along the, along the way. If, like this editor who blew your mind and, mm-hmm. and brought your film to another level. But um, if you're sitting there on your ass waiting for somebody to make your career happen... I feel like the, the time has, it's our culture shifted now. Like we have the resources, we have the great thing about technology. And I've said this before, um, it, we have so many resources. I mean, I can record podcasts. I can make my own record. You can make a movie. I mean, sure. You know, $5,000 for a, a camera seems like a lot of money, but with that $5,000 in the software, I mean, for $5,000, maybe 10 at the most, you can actually make your own movie. And so technology has made things much more accessible. Sure. Um, So I understand, you know, why why sit on your butt and wait for somebody to get you gigs? So what, like, what happened? You were just like, enough, I'm I'm going to just do this or?
1: Well, I think there was also that shift in the industry itself. You would go to these casting directors or speak to people, producers, whatever. And they're like, so what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? You know, and often it's like, well, I'm in class um, spending a thousand dollars for somebody to tell me what I'm doing wrong. And then you're not creating any product. And we are in such an environment and a culture where if you're not producing a product, you are not sellable, you know? And I think that's a whole nother story because there are people getting parts that have zero acting chops, who have a million Instagram followers and right. those are the people getting hired.
0: And that's the, that's the thing that's happened that I talk about is somehow it's not about talent anymore. I I, I feel like, um, it used to be just about being really good at your craft. And I think there are plenty there are plenty of people out there that are better than me at what I do. And there are plenty of people out there and I'm not to be disrespectful that are better uh, than you at what you do. I mean, it's just a reality. We are not the best, but the people that are making headway are the ones that are actually doing it and then um, creating some sort of, something, whether it's on Instagram or just a product that nobody else has made and then getting it out there. Because I think a lot of people are just like sitting on their ass, looking at television shows all day, or, um, I, I don't know. I think people are attract. people are looking to Instagram now. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely.
1: I mean, if, if you don't, ha- I have <laughs> literally under a thousand followers. Okay. Right. Uh, like I said, the next Latina who walks in behind me, she's going to have a million or more, or whatever it is.
0: And they'll hire her, because, hire her because of that. Because
1: they're, she can sell the film. Not right. based on her talent. Yes. Not based on her experience. Um, strictly based on this superficial, inconsequential, petty program that right. we are all so, including me, um, we are knelt before. It's almost like this... Um, Um, what is the word? Well,
0: we're puppets to it that in in a weird sort of way.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. And I, like I said, I mean, we haven't really gone to this conversation, but Instagram, I think while it started off, like from a really cool and innovative and self-expressive way, it's, I think it's really just a detriment to all of us. Um, and you know, this is another example, you know, I'm a certified yoga teacher Right. And I can't get a public class for the life of me.
0: (sighs) Yeah, it's really because
1: I don't have Instagram following. It's it's absolutely insane. Well,
0: explain. Like have you applied at yoga studios and and they say Yeah, I mean, look,
1: I could go teach it twenty four hour if I wanted to, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I know, you know, colleagues of ours that are doing that.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean I started there.
1: Yeah. And look at you now—you're flourishing. <laughs> right. I'm also—I'm so deep in so many other things right. that, like, <clears throat> just put me on the fucking sub list, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, yeah. I literally—that's all I want. I want to be able to sub because that works with my schedule. Um, and and it's it's like a—it's pulling teeth. And I, a part of me is like, I don't—I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't fuck you, honestly. Fuck you. Like, you don't know what you're missing out. Totally. And right now, I'm teaching as a volunteer at a hospital for people who are either survivors or living with cancer. And that to me is so much more fulfilling than, and this is going to sound really bad, but teaching to people who don't really care and who don't really need it. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I'm happy. I go there and I'm like, I'm going to teach something to the, to people who are in need of that, like extra help. That little bit of hope, right? that little bit of encouragement that you can move your body. You are still young enough. Yeah. Not, oh, I went to so-and-so's class, I know. right, and bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Or it's just so sceney that I like, literally, I sometimes, I'm afraid to go to yoga classes because I'm like, I'm so not that person. I'm right. going to feel super awkward just going because nobody's talking to me and I'm sitting in the corner and I always position myself. Eddie likes to sit at the fucking front of every goddamn class. And I want to be in the back corner where nobody can see me because it's a time that I, a very small amount of time that is for me. Yeah. And not to mention the cost.
0: Yeah, it's true. Well, let me be honest about, I go in the front row (laughs) because I can't stand looking at people in front of me while I practice. It's not because I want people to look at me like here I am, Funny, but it's it's true. I just, uh, people annoy me. You know, like, um, um, but but I, I remember once I went to a yoga class. This is one of my pet peeves, especially in really busy classes. Sometimes you hover over somebody else's mat. Uh, like, your body will hover over somebody else's mat. Of course. And somebody was leaning... A guy was leaning over, <laughs> like, in half moon. His head was over the back of my mat, and sweat was freaking dripping from his head onto my mat. And I'm like, this and is... And Eddie's f-
1: like, a germaphobe. So, he germophobe. was, like, dying. I'm
0: like, this is fucking gross. And what really pissed me off... But,
1: boy, would Eddie like to adjust. He well, loves to adjust, well, though. This,
0: is the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing, though. I actually, like... I said something to the teacher and I was, I mean, I was kind of friends with the teacher at the time and he looked at me and he's like, you know, dude, that's, that's your yoga. You know, it's your, it's that sweat on your mat is, is your problem. And I'm like, and I told this story to one of my friends and he's like, it's not your fucking problem. There's like bodily fluid falling onto <laughs> your mats. And, and that would like that right there. I was like, these fucking yoga teachers. It's like, come on. Yeah. It's not my yoga. Some fucking dude is sweating all over my mat. It's fucking gross. Yeah. Tell him like have some manners. Wipe the fuck up.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Mop it up, yeah. buddy. Like, I mean, clean seriously. So or like, get a bigger mat or get a towel. You know, whatever.
0: Yeah. And, and, and Deanna's talking about you know, the yoga world out here, like yoga salt, where we had our training, we're going to um,
1: really put it all, put it all out there. <laughs>
0: no, but I've had like my, my name has been on the sub list there for a few months and I I don't think I'm ever, I don't think I'm ever going to get called. And I think, um, I wonder if it's because of my smart ass, you can take off. I'm sweating. It's
1: literally a sauna in here. Hold on.
0: I turned (laughs) the air off because I don't want the air conditioning to be like blasting in the background. But, um, this is the first interview podcast. I know it's fucking
1: hot in here. Wear nothing.
0: (laughs) All future guests don't wear any clothes. (laughs) <laughs> no, but I just feel like it's such a scene. It's who, you know, I mean, let's be, and honestly, where I teach now, where I love, part of the reason why I think I got the gig is that I happen. I mean, I mean, I've been in the yoga community for years and I, and I talked to one of my friends about this actually where I'm DJing now, there's a lot of DJs out there that are better than I am. Uh, and i I mean, it's fine. It's what it is. But the reason why I get a lot of gigs and I think uh, it, it, if you're nice and if you show up on time, those are two things that matter a lot. Yeah. And also just um, meeting a lot of people. Like I know the owners I'm, I'm training and I don't want to jinx myself, but I have an audition somewhere in the next couple of days at a yoga studio. And the main reason why I think I have it is because I know the owner of the studio. And I just, when I started doing yoga five, six years ago, I never thought I would teach, sure. but I think it's important for people to just, people are paying attention to Instagram instead of getting to know the person and thinking like, oh, this person's really nice or this person's really cool or this person could actually add a lot to my studio. Instead, they're like, can this person do handstand or does this person have 500,000 followers on Instagram? And the thing is, is that I I was brainwashed. I thought that somebody who had 100,000 followers on Instagram must be a fucking great yoga teacher. And I went to their classes and I'm like, no, they're not freaking good. (laughs) So I I don't know. It's messed up everything. It's
1: diluted and it's twisted because yoga, first of all, look, I, I am no expert. Let me preface by saying this. But what I do know and what I've experienced is yoga really never was meant to be competitive. It was never meant to be a show off. It was never meant to be, oh, I can do a handstand. I'm better than you. Um, it was never what the purpose of it was for, you know? So I personally am fairly fit. I can do the basic asanas, but I, 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 I can't do all of the things that they make you think you need to be able to do to teach a fucking class. Yeah and all of these beautiful pictures of people fucking traveling and you know being quote unquote their best selves it's, like, that's it, not reality it, i'm man. sorry that's not i'm a waitress i struggle i'm fucking broke nine weeks out of every ten and when i can go to a class i hope i'm getting something from it in a in a deeper sense than just like oh i you know, I went to this class because this person has X amount of followers. Whatever.
0: It, it, it's, it's bullshit.
1: It's really crazy. And
0: I will say, and I'm not just saying this because you're on the show, because I told you this before I had a podcast a year and a half ago when we did our training, um, you were definitely the best. Like at the end of the training, you have this sort of five, 10 minute audition or you have like, you come up with a sequence for the teacher and for the class and, um, I mean, of course nobody's gonna fail uh the teacher training unless you're like completely an idiot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: if you can't
0: speak <laughs> But I will say that um you were definitely the best one. And um I I thought and I remember saying this to you afterwards and even you know, you came to my class like three, four months ago. Um you need to keep trying and keep doing it yeah. because you the thing about um you had a you have a great voice. I don't know if it's coming out well tonight. Probably not. <laughs> no, but I have
1: a def I have a different yoga
0: voice. You definitely do. For sure. Well let me here, tell 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 us to go into like like give us a sequence really fast. Like oh my pretend God. you're like just really no, thirty a, seconds.
1: That's a that's a that's a high call for me. Um <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me let me get there
0: Just uh, like downward facing dog kind No, of see, it'll forward. never start that way <laughs> I know, but we
1: I, I would say something like We're going to start lying on our backs You're going to feel the mat Underneath your body Slide the shoulder blades Underneath, slight tuck of the chin See,
0: I told you she had a really good voice Yeah,
1: w- wait till you play this back It's going to be like, <laughs> was she
0: drunk? Well, probably <laughs> But, um It's Um, a long
1: day. No, I mean, I do enjoy it. It's another one of those time warp zones for me. When I'm teaching yoga, I'm so invested and committed and, you know, focused uh, that I don't, I don't really have time to take a fucking picture of people lying down in corpse pose. Like, fuck that. I know. Fuck that! What that makes you cool? Because you have fifty people well, in your class. Here's the
0: thing: literally, I, I get that yoga is it's a look. It's a business. It's I a understand business. that Aloe Yoga needs to make money and Lululemon needs to make money. Um,
1: and I will, I will definitely say that Beyond Yoga pants are the most comfortable. Who the Beyond Yoga? Uh, I've
0: never heard of that. That's amazing. I think I lost. You know what? I I think I finally made the decision to become or do the teacher training when one of my teachers was on that yoga reality show.
1: Oh, God. I
0: was just sort of like, okay. I lost
1: a little respect for you then. I know you did. You dragged me to this guy's class? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs)
0: Jesus. The thing about it is, bogus. no, I know a, there was a yoga reality show on like the li- Country Living Network. I don't know what it was, but I that that sort of was the the straw that broke the camel's back for me. I was like, okay, I need to go do my own teacher training and figure this shit out and become a teacher because I I can't sit there at the end of class and look at this person as though he's like some yoga guru when he's on a fucking reality show. I just it, I couldn't. It was over for me. Yeah. So I I I. Stop doing so much yoga. I only go to class like once or twice a week now. I do like a bunch of other shit because I've realized in Los Angeles, um, they're just, I've, I've got a few great yoga teachers. That's that it, it's just bullshit. It's just, it's so transparent. And the thing is that it's not just yoga. Everything is transparent. It's so obvious to me. Yeah. Like if, if I'm not a psychotherapist here, but if somebody is posting nothing but their ass or their tits or their body on Instagram, they're actually really insecure. It's not a sign of, of confidence. It's not a sign that they're comfortable with their body because the people that are comfortable with their body have their clothes on and aren't (laughs) like, like on Instagram. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I'm, you're saying this and I feel a little guilty. I'm not going to lie because, you know, I have been trying to like get the followers on my yoga Instagram page. And I probably have like literally a hundred, um, And there's nothing more torturous to me than having to post a picture of myself.
0: I actually thought the photos you posted were great.
1: Well, I mean, uh, thank you so much. And, you know, a friend of mine, again, another favor. And we went out to the beach and it was really fun and it was great. But it was always like so, so egotistical and like self-centered feeling. That's how it felt for me to post these pictures. And honestly, I haven't posted anything in well over a month because ah, that's just not me. Like, I don't want to promote this thing that you're going to look at and be like, oh my God, she can do this. She can do that. When really I'm like, I'm just a normal person. I, I drink beer, right. I drink tequila and I will occasionally drink a cigarette. It's not the best thing You'll in the world. Drink a cigarette. I mean, smoke a cigarette. <laughs> She's
0: already <laughs> wasted. Um, but that's part of the reason why I liked you in, in the training is that um, I mean, it wasn't just you There were like, um, I like Jenny, I don't want to say names actually yeah, you're because really, that, you're, that's bad. Yeah. I shouldn't do that. Um, but you know what I, but there was something about you that was, um, authentic. Like, you know, it, it wasn't, um, you were just honest and real about, um, like I, I drink beer. I, I, I'm like, I'll smoke cigarettes or I'll have meat or something. I, I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> yes. I'm not, I, I just think like.
1: Um, we can't, you know, there's just certain limitations that I think we all have. And, you know, as far as that meat stuff goes,
0: <laughs> we don't have to talk about meat. It <laughs> was just an example. I feel like I, know, you're feeling- but I
1: was literally on set two days ago and these two girls, uh, were talking about being a vegetarian and they were literally right in front of my face as I have a piece of chicken on my plate um they were discussing all of these documentaries about how yeah all, we all know what the where food I'm going. right yeah. and it just was like it's fine it's whatever I didn't eat the chicken because I was so you know put off in a way and I wasn't upset but I was just kind of like I'm not gonna put my views on you in a way that's gonna make you feel like you shouldn't be doing something like either do it or don't and if you're going to do it enjoy it and then move forward like a friend of mine her acting teacher always said if you're going to smoke a cigarette enjoy that fucking (sighs) cigarette because you're making that choice don't feel bad about it just if you want to change it then change it but but like it's part of being in the present and like at least backing up what you're doing yeah you know um And, and the whole other idea is like, we're not perfect. We are perfectly imperfect.
0: Well, wow. That's
1: okay. What
0: a great segue because, um, hold on, let me have a little sip sip of water here. Me too. Uh, this show is sponsored by, uh, Alkaline Water from Whole Foods. (laughs) Go out and get it. And
1: George Clooney's Casamigos.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I, part of the reason why I wanted to do the podcast, I'm like, I'm being very transparent about it. I, I finished my first draft of the book. Um, a lot of the writers that I follow, a lot of the agents that I researched online, they're all saying that you should get out there and have a podcast and have a personality. And, and although Instagram is interesting, I don't feel like Instagram is where I mean, I'm certainly going to, I still use Instagram. I'm going to keep using it, but I wanted to build something that is deeper than yeah. Instagram. Instagram yeah. is not deep. There's no depth yeah. going on. The
1: only depth in Instagram is how badly you feel about yourself after you're on it for so long or how much why do you envy feel you have. Well, and why I, do
0: you feel that way This after? is what
1: I've been discussing too, because I knew I was coming on here and I would tell people like, I'm going on this podcast and stop my friend moving the, boss, stop moving sorry, the sorry, mic sorry. by the way. My friends doing this podcast, and it's about how Instagram is ruining the world, and
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, the response from women is so drastically different than the response from men. Hey, well, and I don't, hair. I don't know what that's all about. But when I tell a dude like, "Oh yeah, well you know it's like it really is an ego killer, and it makes me feel bad," they're like, "Really? Like that's not really like true?" And I'm like. You don't fucking know what it's like to look at all these women who are out there, like you say, with all their bodies out and all this stuff and they have all this money and they're traveling blah, 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 and you think I'm going to feel good about my lowly serving life. Like, right. no, <laughs> it's going to make me self loathe. And as subtle as it may be, if somebody it, it even comes down to, like, somebody that you like and I've experienced this, if somebody that you like doesn't like your picture.
0: Hmm.
1: That is like the biggest dagger in the heart. Even though when I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, that's fucking ridiculous. I
0: have to admit, Deanna's actually only 16.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Basically, and I'm proud of it. Thank God my skin looks good. The ordinary, I'm telling you, it's amazing.
0: Um, Yeah, but what are the responses of your, it's really hot in here. It's so hot.
1: Um, (laughs) Men are just like, whatever. It's not that men aren't like men aren't programmed to like. Look at other men, I think, and like, uh, think about like how to become, I don't know how to say that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: I'm trying to think as you're saying
1: when a woman sees another, like, okay, all of these beauty things you see, like all these fucking stories about how to do your eyebrows, how to fucking inject your nose without having surgery, how to fucking do all these things. And you're like, I literally can't even,
0: why are you following these people?
1: I don't necessarily follow them, but there's this thing where you're on it and like, it's like, just like a bunch of news. Feed. Right. You know what? I don't know what page that is, but sometimes very, I'll find myself on the shit. No, I follow, I try to follow very healthy, uh, programming, if you will, on right. Instagram. That's like, uh, but, but it's all based around this image. Of building your booty, of you know, getting bigger abs, you know, having better quads, all this shit, and then the yoga teachers on there. I'm like, I can't fucking do that.
0: Like, yeah,
1: again, it's just this constant bon- bombardment. It's like you're in a fucking warfare. All <laughs> it the is. Time it really like, is. I it can't is. do that. I can't. Oh, how it's, many times can you say you can't do something before you start to believe like I can't do that or I can't be that? I'm not that good.
0: Well it's funny I was wondering if people would agree with what I'm saying and I the vast majority even not just you but um, most everybody thinks that it's true yet we we um, still put up with it of
1: course because we're programmed
0: <laughs> but we didn't to be use, but addicts. we didn't use yeah are Okay
1: we, well, like we are all cer- a certain level of an addict I I, yeah, I, guess I think you're we right. are like, like
0: just in general I human beings. I have several beings.
1: friends who are food addicts yeah they cannot stop
0: oh. Um, what are the women, what's the women's response to, you said you, uh, the women do the, what were the women thinking about the show? I
1: mean, I think about this show.
0: No, but like the idea that oh. it, what you were saying about Instagram ruining the world.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think they agree, but I don't, uh, I, I think what I was, what I should have said was the male response is always a little like a, like a stiff arm, you know, it's like, no, that, that can't be true. That right. sounds ridiculous. And again, it goes back to this thing of like, I'm telling you what it feels like just Take it.
0: And then, okay. And then you, I'm sorry to interrupt. You, I think women,
1: women um, would agree. I'm trying to think of a specific example. But yeah, I mean, it's just, like I said, it's just this ever present feeling of not being good enough. And I, you know, I have done a little bit of research and <laughs> I, I, I'm going to bring my notes out because I'm such a dork.
0: Well, while um, you're, okay, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. What are you going to break for some?
0: No, we're record? not going to break. We're, just, yeah, we got uh, sponsors from Snapple. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was going to say, but I thought it was interesting that you said you think people are addicts just in general. Oh yeah, I think so. Like all of us, like we have an addicted. Yeah, I mean, and
1: that's why things like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and like how many people turn on the TV and put on CNN right. or how many, like not many. Cause it's not interesting and nobody wants to know the fucking truth. Everybody wants to live in the superficial, think, phony do world. Do you
0: think the, what were you, what were the notes that you were going to look I, at? Oh, I don't
1: know. It was this. um, you
0: realized they were actually pretty boring. No, I mean, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what I managed to research, um, was, that I, I read this thing and I'm not seeing it in the notes, but basically like children from the age of eight. And I, don't quote me, but about eight to 16 are on Instagram for seven and a half hours a day.
0: Like currently, current day.
1: Yes. Uh, what I ask myself is who who is our next engineer? Who's the next person really wanting to be a mathematician? Who's the next politician? Who's the next president? When all we are being taught is... How to be Insta-famous, how to be pretty, how to be popular. Like, I don't don't see very many Instagram accounts that are like, learn how to do your timetables or, you know, here's chemistry broken down. I mean, I'm sure they're out there. I'm not saying that they're not. But I think the the masses are not following Bill Nye, the science guy. They're following the Kardashians and they're following uh, all these people. That
0: don't matter.
1: That, re- that aren't going to change my life.
0: <laughs> no. And I think we're lucky in the sense that we n- knew life before. Right. Um, but I am curious about like 30 years from now and I'll be like really old and stuff and it won't really matter as much, but... I do think that there is an effect on this and we're naive to think well, that it's not having a dramatic impact and it, it, it is. And I brought up this on my last podcast, the idea that like Led Zeppelin or bands in the 70s or 60s, you know, when they went in the studio and recorded, it was like them, their gear, women, drugs and alcohol. And like that was it there was no cell phones around. There was no like, Oh, let's hold off and take a selfie and show people we're in the studio. Like, you know, I took a picture of the, of my studio beforehand. And
1: as and, did I, it's yeah. posted on my Instagram right, right. now. Deanna Coconubo, yeah. like, you better believe it is. <laughs> but,
0: but I, if- I do think that, that, that has, and that's just a small example, but if you're in the studio recording or let's say you were editing, you know, your film, um, you have to be aware that uh, or your editor that you're paying all this money for, if he's looking at Instagram, oh, yeah, no, you uh, would have been like, fucking you need to stop and you need to work <laughs> on this.
1: And that's the funny part because I'd be looking at Instagram. I'd be posting on Instagram and I wouldn't have minded if he did it once or twice, you know, and he was so kind. He's like, can I take this phone call? I'm like, fuck yeah, you can like do it. Yeah. Um, but then there's that whole thing where like, I'm now the boss, which is super weird too, because I'm so used to working for people. And then, I don't even know where I'm going with that, but it's a whole different way of um, even just conducting yourself. Yeah. When you get there.
0: Totally. I think it's smart though that you were like, uh, that, that you said to him or, or maybe you didn't have to, but you're, if you're spending a lot of money on something, uh, it's good to know that the, that the person that you're hiring at least knows to put their phone away for like a couple hours and get to work. Yeah. Because um it does have an effect and i remember you actually in in and not to be annoying but in teacher training you did look at your phone a lot yeah and
1: I, have, like i said i am no better than anybody and i will be the have, first one have, to say it
0: has that changed at all Do oh you,
1: well i went on an instagram cleanse
0: okay so what does that mean <laughs> what does that mean like, i i deleted
1: you. instagram facebook and snapchat off of my phone for An hour? No, it was like five or six weeks.
0: Oh wow, that's a big deal. So let me. me, How did that feel? What was that all about?
1: stemmed from a. Kind of broken relationship, if you will, um, where I felt like I was constantly and I'm being very honest here constantly checking their feed in, in this like really unhealthy way, yeah. <laughs> like, who are they with? What are they doing? Oh my god, what's on their story? <gasps> <gasps> and I'm like,
0: don't ever do oh that again,
1: my god, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, don't ever do that again, yeah. Like, don't ever allow. This social media to run your emotional life. Yeah. And so I had to cut it. Like I had to cut it. I had to cut it out and I did, and I felt a lot better. Within a week, I was like, honestly, so much more grounded and present. Um and, but there there are breaches everywhere. I mean, I I would be the guy that's like, hey, can I see your phone, really Cook? Let me just peep this person's fucking profile on the low so i mean it's almost like you can't get around it i mean we are we are living in a world where social media is essentially controlling we're on autopilot yeah and it's up to each individual to decide when they want to get off the bus Or stay on
0: the bus. Yeah, and that bus is not gonna. It's that bus is going. I mean, yeah.
1: Instagram's not gonna go bankrupt tomorrow. Okay, I'm probably gonna. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, (laughs) let's be real.
0: Well, that's the thing that I brought up. I maybe a couple weeks ago. I think about our free time, and I think about like in the '60s, '70s, and '80s. You know, our options with our free time was very limited. It was play outside. You know, it was watched maybe three of the channels that were on, like different strokes or like Cosby show or something. Um, read, do your homework. And and now there's just this world of, of distractions and our brain is like, like programmed to go there. And if you're not careful, you're going to be on there for you know, an hour a day. And then that's seven, eight hours a week. It could be longer. That's minimum.
1: I was reading and I don't know if I wrote it down, but we are on social media for like seven years. Oh, excuse me, right here. Five years, three months in our lifetime. Five years, three months of our lifetime will be spent on social media. Meaningless, mindless, non-educational, Bullshit.
0: And that's the thing. I became more aware of it the last, I became really aware of it the last year, but then I started looking at Instagram stories and the stories that are like Instagram stories are by far <laughs> the most useless bullshit shit ever. It's people literally, there's nothing, there is nothing. So I wish there was a way to turn just the stories off and I've gotten really good at barely looking at them but there's so Instagram is so clever. Like you're never going to good
1: of you. Cause I'm absolutely addicted to this but story. Do
0: you have to, you have to admit oh, that, yeah, like
1: I have to click on it. Admit, if, there's, if there's that admit, red circle know, around that fucking I know, picture, like I need to but
0: admit it. it. There's never an Instagram story that is like amazing. They're, it's all, it's all boring bullshit.
1: I would say for the most part, it's just a me, 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 me. And yeah. i I mean, look, I am again, I'm literally a victim as well.
0: I mean, I am too. You know, I just think it's <laughs> I'm a, a victim and
1: a user, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this podcast yeah. is actually about people admitting that they're a major problem with Instagram.
1: <laughs> I'm actually an addict. <laughs> um, no.
0: But I wonder why that that happens. You, like, is our
1: it's like you know when a little baby has like a little toy that lights up. Sure. Their fucking mind they're goes ballistic. Yeah. I know people who have raised their children up until like the age of three with no TV and they're truly magical. Yeah. And I know people who have raised their kids in front of a TV and they're totally different humans.
0: Right. They're completely different,
1: completely different. And so you have this small little TV in your hand where we're not and I'm not a neuro s- scientist. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know about, you know, but I, I have common sense yes. and I've taken a biology class before. I know uh, uh you know psychologically uh, what conditioning can do to you. I yeah. mean, it's Pavlov's dog at it's goddamn best. It like, oh, you want me to hit a button <laughs> <laughs> and get some kind of fucking sensory Reaction, and I'm like either experiencing joy, laughter, pain, or envy. Yeah. Literally, what is going to stop me from doing that? And then it becomes a conditioned response. Yeah. I mean, these people at Instagram are fucking geniuses. Yeah. If you think about the human condition.
0: Well, I, I read this book or a story or something. Um, she is going to town. I was with waiting tequila. for Eddie to be like,
1: wow, she's really, meanwhile, you I'm know, literally pouring like half an hour.
0: I, I, I bought a bottle of tequila thinking it would last like for maybe 10, 15 guests. And I'm going to have to get one new one next 10, week. 10,
1: 15 guests? <laughs> what the hell?
0: I will say that, um.
1: Meanwhile, it's a you, fucking sauna. It's actually here. cooled off no, a little bit.
0: <laughs> I've cooled off. but You're also nervous.
1: I'm beyond nervous. <laughs> I will this
0: say time. this. Um, you coming on the show, I, I've, I've asked like not, this, obviously this isn't offensive. I've asked probably like, you know, eight, 12, 14 people to come on the show. And a lot of them have, have they haven't said no. Um, but there's they, a fear factor, but you need to come closer to the mic.
1: There is a fear factor. Thank you.
0: Um, yeah. There, and I think the point is, is that it's it's easy for people to hide behind the mirage. Exactly.
1: You want me to speak?
0: Yeah, I know. You actually are a person.
1: Wait, you want me to have a conversation? <laughs> I, I know. It's, that's not this like eloquent, perfectly written quotation from, you know, fucking. Rumi. Rumi <laughs> or fucking, not to say like Gandhi, but like, you know, all these people who actually were living their truth and yes. what they're actually standing behind. Yeah. Not going to the juice bar and having a twelve dollar juice and like, oh my God, I just have see and then and then am I the hateful one?
0: Well that's the other thing. Like, <laughs> am
1: I, I the hater?
0: Well well here's the other I point. Think I am. We are not allowed to criticize anything anymore. And so, you know, because if you do, then you're you're called the worst thing in the world, a hater, which like you can't when you're called a hater, you can't respond there's no response to that. What do you say? You can't say anything about it. So you can't criticize anything. Right. Uh, you can and hide. Behind
1: I, I just sounded super critical and I am very critical. Well, and I've also been called very abrasive and I've been called many things.
0: Yeah. Um, but you're also really honest and cool and nice and you wouldn't be on. like, I wouldn't have asked you to be on the show. And the funny thing is that once it's almost like when you said, yes, it sort of opened the doors because then, a couple other famous yoga teachers are coming on the show. A plastic surgeon's coming on the show. A couple DJs I know are coming on the show. Um, well,
1: they're going to hear this. And they're going to be like, oh, great. Like, we're good.
0: No. We're, we're golden. <laughs> this girl has lost no, her mind. No, no, no. But I, I think um, I just want people to actually hear other people talk. And one of my friends created this sort of um, thing on Instagram where you talk you know how I talk sometimes on the camera on Instagram for like a minute? Oh, yeah. And he sort of came up with this idea of just talking randomly about stuff. And I think it's a good idea, but I wanted to take it further than that because yeah. because you, you're you still limited by um, a minute and you still obviously are aware of you know what you're wearing or what you're doing. And you're still consciously aware of making sure that you you can still control um how you look
1: that's a very good point you just brought up the control factor of how you can control how people view you and
0: what (laughs) keep going
1: (laughs) no I mean it's astounding how you can literally control your image your persona and and then I don't know like maybe people just never actually meet you and how lonely is that I mean, I already feel and live very lonely, but if nobody ever actually knew who I was and I was actually just this, like, square in a computer screen, like, that can't feel good either. Like, you think about all these, you know, big-time yoga teachers, like, they walk into class and they have this fake voice. Hi. How are you? Oh, my God. It's so nice to see you. You know what I'm fucking talking
0: about. I have no idea. Yeah, of course I do.
1: And then it's like, so why am I listening to you? Because like you don't even really know who I am and I don't know who you are. Yeah. And that really well. That's that's what really gets me.
0: what's that sound? So you, you do use Instagram though. And, and I, you know, it's, it's such a double-edged sword because I obviously know that I, I think I should use Instagram. I think people should use it, but they should post their shit and then like get off of it immediately <laughs> yeah. and not look it's like
1: a sinking ship is what it is. You know what I mean? Like jump off, find a life float and, and yeah. hang out by the Titanic, but don't be on the Titanic.
0: Yeah. But, but there, you've something this last week on Instagram about like, um, jewelry. You may tell me what, it, what's this, this other thing yeah, that so you're using Instagram for?
1: I have been making essentially these, uh, what I'm calling granny apples. Okay, <laughs> they're called granny apples, but they're essentially for your glasses and they attach at the legs of the glasses and they wrap. It's almost like a, um, a what do they call it? I don't remember. Anyway, they're beaded. They're really pretty and they just allow you to wear your glasses or drop them down onto your chest and it, it's like a necklace. It's a necklace for your sunglasses so you never lose them and they're always on your body and you can go uh, hands free. Okay. And that really stemmed from me constantly losing expensive sunglasses. So I was like, oh, well, they make these kind of like not so cute style sunglass retainers and then I'll just make some. And so I'm selling them. And the only way to really get them out is through Instagram. Yeah. Um, And because I'm not going to invest in doing a whole website and all this stuff, it, it kind of el- eliminates a lot of the, other things that go into starting a small business. I can take my orders through direct message. I can take the payment through Venmo. I can, you know, it's, it, it really is very helpful in that way. And that's why, again, it's like, you're damned if you do. And you're damned if you don't.
0: Yeah. Well, it's about managing, figuring out that that space and not stalking people on Instagram like right. you were doing. Right.
1: I'm the biggest stalker also. Yeah. So like how <laughs> I had to really pull I'm myself I'm a little apprehensive.
0: I'm feeling a little right. um, scared. Scared that you now know where I live. It's a nice house. Yeah. Well, thank you.
1: It's a second floor <laughs> spanish home fortunately
0: there's security cameras everywhere <laughs> probably eddie eddie's
1: you know very aware of that yes like any uh, good jew uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I, a, I
1: had to say like
0: that. a hypochondriacal uh, <laughs> germaphobic jew
1: totally 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 <laughs> basically um, um no but i mean for for i what can i say you know like i, I sold six pieces Due to the fact that the person that bought them saw that I was making them on Instagram. Right. That is how they even became privy to the fact that I was doing this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, it co- goes back to, you know, the starving artist. Anything I can do to make a couple extra bucks here and there, like that's going to make a big difference for me. So Instagram is the avenue for things like that. I mean, like it or
0: not. Well, it, look, here's the bottom line. There's a reason why companies are constantly are spending so much money on advertising on Instagram and Facebook. Because, you know, you look around, go out to dinner, everybody is on their phones all the time. That's where... The advertising money is going. That's where people are trying to get your attention because they just want your attention just for a moment. And that's why the yoga teachers actually that did post like their boobs and their handstands and their fingertip handstands all those, I feel like they've stopped recently, but they did it for a while because they wanted to grab your attention. Um, and they and that's the thing, you are up against um, so much because you have like a moment to get somebody's attention and then they're moving on to the next freaking post. Um, so that's why it's, it's, it's insane.
1: I mean, do you remember when hashtag so-and-so or hashtag this or that, like that, that didn't exist. Like yeah, now it's this thing that we say, and I, I again, I do it too. And it's, it's just, it's a different environment. It's a different society. And I think, you know, I don't know that it's for the better. I really don't. And I am a user. And a, an abuser. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's she's talking about her heroin addiction.
1: <laughs> that too. That too. Um, Say no to drugs.
0: Yeah, I guess I think you know I want to talk about um, a couple more things, and then you know
1: what's funny is I'm just gonna interrupt you really quick. Like there are not that many political, like there are, but there aren't that many. Um, prevalent stories on politics. And I think, you know, I studied political science. I have a BA in political science.
0: Do you want people to stop listening to the show now? Because if we, if you we want to talk about politics. No, no, I don't want to talk
1: about politics. What I want to say is like, <laughs> again, it goes back to like, who are, who are our future politicians? Yeah. Who are, where is the uh, next generation coming from?
0: Well, and I talked about it um, sometime, you know, I wasn't surprised when Donald Trump won to me, you know, this is a culture that used to be obsessed with Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan and, you know, MTV's um, Laguna Beach and the OC and um, Spencer and Lauren and and Jesse the Body Ventura is was the governor in Minnesota. And we voted Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, you know, we're obsessed with television and we're obsessed with um, people don't read anymore. They don't educate themselves. And um, if if there, we don't know what's an op-ed piece or what's actual fact, and it's so we don't know what the truth is. But what we are paying attention to are the loud mouths, the people that are speaking the loudest with the most profanity or being the most obnoxious. And Donald Trump clearly was that person. And when he won, it was I, I wasn't surprised at all because that's he is the um, the result of all the uh, what's happened to our culture. I agree. And. Um, and I think, I don't know how it's, I don't know how it can get any worse, but, <laughs> but maybe, maybe it will. And, and I made this point last week in my podcast that published, um, uh, you know, I, technology has made our lives easier. Um, we have access to so much information, but we are abusing, we don't know how to handle it. We don't. And so, um, like I, uh, it's just, um.
1: I think we're Neanderthals at heart. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like we, we don't know. Yeah. We make fire. We build with sticks. And then we have this overwhelming influx of stimulus and it's, it's too much. Yeah. It's too much. And like you said, nobody's reading anymore. I mean, I have piles of books around me and I will be the first one to admit, like it is, it takes me a lot to sit down and read.
0: Well, let me ask you, um, uh, it, it does relate. Um, What's it feel like you work at a restaurant and you're an actor. So how does that feel to be sort of that, um, like shit? No. Um, what's the word that I'm looking for where you're, um, it's not stigma. It's, it's sort of like the, um, you're the thing I've suddenly, my brain isn't working. You're the thing that everybody talks about in LA, like server, actor, screenwriter, also, um, you're like a screenwriter actor, but also a waiter or yeah. server. Like what, what is that word that I'm looking for? You know what I t-
1: am the, uh,
0: <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I, well, everybody that's listening knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. What, uh, like,
1: what is that word? I am the. Um, the epitome? Not the epitome. No, that's it, not it, it either. It, but that's not the word you're no. looking
0: for. Um, Gosh, I wish I uh, had. I wish my brain was connected the, to. No,
1: it's not quota. No, I
0: mean, I'm
1: not the quota. I'm the um, the norm. Yeah. Maybe it's clo-
0: Stereotype. Stereotypical oh my god. Waiter. Yes, yeah, actor. So what? What? I don't
1: tell people. You don't. No.
0: Like while you're working, you don't. Rarely. Yeah. Why? If.
1: And because of that, it's like, oh, um, no, I'd rather be judged on my proficiency of waiting tables. Believe it or not, that does exist.
0: Now, have Um, you ever thought about like doing funny Instagram stories about like on the job? Um,
1: no, but I was part of a thing. Do you remember when, um, the YouTube thing was huge? Like, oh my God, what was it? Um, I, my mind is completely blanking, but anyway, it was part of this it's thing. The tequila. Like something, something waiters said. Um, it was this huge craze about 101 things waiters said. Or you're not, I know what what, you're talking what, what, am about. I, what is it?
0: I don't know, but remember? I remember. Yeah, and I know what you're like talking about.
1: This thing that people would do within their industry, whether you're like a doctor or like a nurse, or in my case, a waiter. Um, so I was a part of that. But no, you know, when I'm waiting tables, I'm waiting tables. And yeah, of course, I'm making crazy connections. Right. In the sense that I'm waiting on, like you said, the upper echelon who can go to one of the best restaurants in, in L.A.
0: How do you feel working there, though? Is that, <clears throat> is that really awesome?
1: Honestly, I feel p- proud in the sense that I can finally uh, respect the chef. I respect the people who I work with. Um, There's a lot of restaurants that I've worked at in L.A. in particular who have these famous chefs who are like blah, blah, blah. And they actually never work in the kitchen.
0: Right. What's the chef's name, uh, Felix?
1: (laughs) You're going to make me say it?
0: No, but I mean... I Evan Funky. Okay, so he's he's a big deal.
1: I mean, I, I guess... Yeah. I, I would.
0: Well, when, when we went there, it, it was. According was,
1: to his Instagram followers, he's a huge <laughs> fucking
0: deal. Well, it's an amazing restaurant. It's, mm. it, I'm not just saying that. I, I, it's, it's, it's probably top two, three Italian meals I've ever had in my life. It's really incredible he's Italian food.
1: Dedicated, it, determined, passionate, and knowledgeable. And that's why for me, when I'm there and, you know, I'm representing, I feel like I'm representing him. Yeah. You know, I'm not representing this like bullshit uh, logo of a person that's you know nowhere to be found in the restaurant. Right, like, he's there. He puts in the time, and I respect that. And so, in that way, I I I uh, work and represent myself in a way that I think I have never done before as a waiter. Yeah, because I've always felt. Less than being a waiter,
0: but uh, yeah. you know what I
1: mean, like, I go home to New Hampshire or to anybody really. And I'm like, yeah, I wait tables and they're like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> great. I'm <laughs> like, okay.
1: <laughs> it's not a, it's not like a noble job,
0: but at least um, you're at a restaurant where it's packed. The food is high, really, high, highly, highly regarded. regarded. Right. The chef is highly regarded. Yeah. The atmosphere is amazing. Yeah. Uh, but how many nights are you there? A week, five, four. Nine. So that's in the like eight, nine hours yeah. on your feet. It's rigorous. So you have three days off.
1: And I'm no, I'm no spring chicken. I've been doing this for a very long time. And I, I will say also, it took me eleven years to get this job. It took me eleven yeah, years. Yeah, but you've
0: always worked. I felt like, or at least as long as I've known you, pretty, pretty well known restaurants. I've worked
1: around town. What do you mean? I've
0: like you've worked at shitty places I've, also.
1: Yeah, I mean any anywhere. I've applied that's like kind of like more glorified. I've never been given a chance.
0: Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause I felt like a couple of the chefs that you worked for were pretty highly regarded. They're not compared to where you're at now. No. Yeah.
1: Because they're the kind of chefs that are famous for their TV show.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, but that that's almost enough for our culture, you know. It is
1: enough for our you culture. Are, you may not. You're going to get people it. right. I don't respect it, but and that's the thing. That's yeah. the thing It's like, I, okay, yeah, you were on this show and blah blah blah. You won this. You won that. Well, that's Are, right. are you in the kitchen? Right. <laughs> that's being. That's for me. That's like saying like, okay, you know, Steven Spielberg is an award winning director, and he's having his assistant director direct for
0: him. Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> He's not well, in that
0: the was, kitchen. Because so, we saw the documentary on Steven Spielberg. Spielberg if you haven't seen I it. I have seen it. And he, he actually is like holding the camera sometime. He's in the trenches. He's like doing it. He uh, And I think that's what's... what's Spielberg
1: uh, on Netflix, I think it was, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or I Hulu. thought HBO. Oh, maybe HBO, I don't know.
0: Um, but it doesn't matter. But yeah, I think Instagram, in a weird sort of way, has, you, you don't know the person if they're actually... Doing it, or if, if they're famous or have a hundred thousand followers for how whatever many reasons, you just right. don't know. Yeah, and maybe. that's that's the, I guess that's the point of having the show and the conversations is that you know actually get to know somebody more than their Instagram profile, yeah. and that's really all we're paying attention to.
1: It is insane, um, and I I think the takeaway is get off your phone. Find something that you're passionate about.
0: Well, because if you don't, then you're going to end up staring at Instagram stories all day. And
1: you're going to live your mediocre life. Yes. And be continually unhappy. Get outside your phone. Go outside and take a walk.
0: I mean, I said that in my first podcast, and you made <laughs> well, fun of me. But, I, uh, but did you
1: say that? I
0: think I did. And you we'll have
1: like, to. We'll have to check the uh, text <laughs> messages.
0: But it's so weird. It's like that's that's the thing. We're, we're you can tell we're wrapping up. And the um, message
1: is to me too. I'm not better. Let me make that very clear. I'm not better than anybody else. The message is: we all, as a society, as a human population, need to. Give up a little bit and we're going to get a lot more. Yeah. I think.
0: I think I will close it with, um, I read a book or read a story. I know. read a No, five. that's great. No, because no. I wanted
1: to speak really after you. I, I want to tell everybody okay. what I'm reading
0: and, yeah, and that's how it's actually,
1: changing my personal life. I
0: had an idea actually. So a few you things. You
1: need before, to ask people no. what the fuck they're reading. Well, that's true. I
0: had a few, but I've had an idea. We all look, no, we all look perfect on Instagram. So I want to, I decided earlier today that I want to ask my guests one thing that totally embarrasses them that they did or something. And I'm going to be honest about something that I did today. Okay, go. <laughs>
1: and then I'll go, I'll blow you out Actually, of the water.
0: Actually, I don't know if I'm feeling insecure about <laughs>
1: it. Want me to tell yours first? Mine first? Yeah, let's Okay. Yours. I'm going to tell you my worst. <laughs> okay. This is literally my worst. I can't believe I'm saying this on there.
0: Um, <laughs> Only two people are going to be listening. My, yeah, two people. <laughs> my
1: worst. Audition story. it okay. has got to be quick because we're all running right, out of time. I'll wrap it up. Um, I'm at this audition for this whatever the fuck. And I'm wearing these leggings and I'm walking up the stairs. And I kid you not, I shit my pants. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm, walk- I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm dead stop in my tracks. And I was like. Uh. And I look around and it's like this desolate office building. And I'm like, OK, great. So I run down to the bathroom and I'm like, what am I going to do?
0: Wait, how did this happen?
1: I don't know. I literally, I, 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 well, I get nervous.
0: <laughs> I think
1: as humans do when they're like about to go into a tight spot.
0: You, you were nervous this evening. I hope. This yeah, did. but I didn't shit myself.
1: Um, but we is, have depends. This is literally a story of me shitting myself. So I go downstairs and the bathroom's locked, which is like the worst possible scenario. Luckily this woman comes out and I'm like, I smell like shit. Can I use the restroom? <laughs> I, I I enter the restroom and I'm like okay I'm going to lock the door I'm going to take off my pants I'm going to hand wash them in the sink and luckily they're black so like if they're wet, it doesn't really show. <laughs> so I do all the thing and I'm like, okay, cool. Like soap, soap, soap.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> and this is
1: terrifying. And then I go up the stairs and they're like, we're ready for you. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <You're> like, <laughs> I'm like okay, me too.
1: And um, I walk in and of course this never, ever happens. They usually have you reading across from the person that's like your, you know, your right. co-star <laughs> and the camera's there. Oh no. In this case, they had the kid... <laughs> Who's reading with me sit right next to me. So now I'm in soaking wet pants, probably smelling like human feces. And I'm like, <laughs> so that's probably one of the most embarrassing things. But I will say I did get the callback, which is bizarre.
0: Interesting. When you got called back to clean up their bathroom. <laughs> They're like,
1: you need to come back. <laughs> Something happened here. Anyway, that's not what I would have ever told anybody that's if amazing. I weren't under the tequila duress.
0: And then what are you reading?
1: Oh, okay. So.
0: Oh, wait, let me tell you what I've read. And why then, don't you
1: tell us your embarrassing story first?
0: Because
1: um, mine beats yours big time.
0: I grind my teeth at night. I know. So That's I had the, supposed
1: to be a thing you're ashamed.
0: Of? Well, I, before you came on, I I had my um, mouth guard that I bought through Amazon on the dining table, and I hadn't molded it yet. So I was like, should I leave this mouth guard on the table when you walk in? You're like, huh? Are those his dentures that are like sitting there or something? So yeah, before you got here, I put this little mouth guard like in the in hot water, water and and molded it to my teeth. Well, you're lucky so, I know
1: about sports because I. <laughs> I've done many fucking, what are they called? Mouth guards. Mouth guards. So is it soft?
0: Um, yeah, I guess so. You can try it, it.
1: Anyway, I'm, I'm
0: going to tell you my story first in my oh, book yeah, and it then it is still my show.
1: <laughs> See, all of a sudden. So turn. I know
0: the ego just came skyrocketing. No, I read this book or this idea that the world is, um, controlled by like eight or 10 people. And I say that in a sense of what we were talking about with Facebook and Instagram. I just found out that the CEO of Netflix is on the board at Facebook. And so it's almost as if, and Facebook owns Instagram. Everybody's on Netflix all the time if they're not on Facebook and Instagram. So I just, food for thought. I just, it's kind of creepy and weird to think about, but like we're never going to know because we're going to die and it's all is going to (laughs) like be, 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 you know, um, People don't care about my podcast enough yet, but I, I, it is sort of a weird thought to think that, you know, Netflix and and Facebook and Instagram are all sort of one entity. And I just, so I read something, it was a book or a story sometime in the last couple of years about the concept that the world is controlled by, you know, eight people. And maybe one of them is the CEO of Facebook or, uh, Netflix, um, Anyway, you're like... I know, no,
1: I'm listening to you, but you're I'm not, also... You're, I am. you're freaked, I'm actually, you're freaked I'm, out. I'm just kind of like, we're <laughs> fucked. I mean, is there are eight to ten men running this fucking world? world? Yeah. We're fucked. Yeah. Let alone no the one. fact that there's one man that most people believe in that runs the world. It's like... Yeah.
0: Uh, This show is not meant to be religious, so please. (laughs)
1: Neither is it meant to be political, but you brought me on and I'm on all fucking levels. Okay,
0: so um, Um, last part here, book. Right, so I think you
1: should ask all of your guests what they're reading.
0: Right, are you actually reading anything? Hell yeah, this. Okay, what is it?
1: It's called The Daily Stoic, um, and it's essentially daily meditations or thoughts um, to kind of realign your way of thinking, if that huh. makes any sense. It's wonderful. It's very short. It's actually um, based on uh, these, I believe they're Greeks. Uh, honestly, I don't even know. Um, Seneca and, uh, you, you know who Seneca is, like the ancient philosopher. <clears throat> so it's based on these philosophies uh, from these really smart people, men, I should say men. Um <laughs> And then they're kind of translated into uh, everyday
0: speech. Are you gonna read a passage? Should
1: I read today's?
0: Um, what, it, what's the
1: date today? The twenty fourth. I'll just read. I'll just read the thing. Real quick. Sure. You don't. You can cut it.
0: No, I'm. I'm gonna keep this on.
1: All right. So September twenty fourth. It could happen to you. Being unexpected adds to the weight of a disaster, and being a surprise has never failed to increase a person's pain. For that reason, nothing should ever be unexpected by us. Our mind should be sent out in advance to all things, and we shouldn't just consider the normal course of things, but what could actually happen. For is there anything in life that fortune won't knock off its high horse if it pleases her? And uh, that's that's the actual like old, archaic, Seneca philosophy, and then these guys kind of break it down. And what they're saying is, like, today somebody might ask you for help. Like, right now, Eddie was like, come on to my show. And I'm like, okay, sure. Be grudgingly. And then there's going to be a chance and a time maybe where I'm going to need something from Eddie. And it's going to, like, come back. Right. So every day I read this. I
0: feel like I already did something for you, though, a while ago. And you're actually now returning the favor. (laughs) I'm kidding. It could be.
1: (laughs) It could be. Anyway, um, the Daily Stoic, really wonderful short reading exercises for the human that's just looking for like a little bit of meaning in their everyday life. And also, I want to mention one other thing, Eddie. I know you're like, wow, no. she's gone too far. Um
0: Diana? There are Co- seven co-conuba? coco nubo. Coco nubo on so Instagram.
1: I was, I was uh, that's right. I was researching this whole Instagram, you know, fad and how it's affecting our population. Um, and I came upon this idea that there are seven keys to happiness. Do you know about these? Let's hear them. Okay.
0: I'm not happy, so I definitely could use it.
1: (laughs) So the first key is gratitude, right? So being grateful.
0: I say that a lot in my yoga class.
1: Do you just be grateful that you yeah. can fucking move?
0: <laughs> you can free, and if, if if I sometimes I get a little annoyed with myself that I talk about the breath so much. So if if i if sometimes I'll just be like, you know, who cares about the breath? I don't say it like that, but just be fucking grateful that you're actually here.
1: Number two, be present. Yeah. Number three, manage time effectively.
0: Well, that's my point. Instagram is a waste of time. Huge, yeah!
1: Extraordinary waste of fucking time. Yeah. Number four, smarter goals. Yeah. Have smarter goals. Yes. What's what's your end game? You know, like plan for your life, not what you're living through on these images of other people. It's crazy. Okay. Number four. No, that was four. Oh, that was so five. Embody and empowering. Morning routine. And this yeah. has actually been a very, very transformative uh, reminder. I'm not doing it every single day, but I'm trying to wake up in the morning and not open my phone the first thing yes, I do. And, that's and a how many of us do that? I do it. You open your phone. You see what time it is. That's probably the first, like, okay, I'm either late or early. And then what is everyone else doing? Open Instagram. Yeah. God damn it. I, like, I, I want to stop that. That's sickening. I want to open the news. I want to know what the fuck is going on in politics and like in our world, in our actual world. And that's obviously tainted by this whole Trump administration. And I get it. Okay. Number six, um, MIT's most important goals of the day. So yeah. plan your day. And number seven, focus on health and well-being. So I, I think for me, what really uh, impacted my train of thought when I when I learned the seven keys was like to change my habits. And again, it goes back to Pavlov is like, what, what are you really inculcating in your daily life? Yeah. What is it?
0: Eddie? No, I'm just trying to take um, advantage of my free time you know, and do the things that, um, just be more creative, yeah. you know, stop wasting time, uh, teach yoga, write more, um, be around cool people. Um, yeah, I don't know. Life is so freaking fast and we, it's so cliche to say that, but, um, I guess I've become tired of wasting time yeah. and I want to create an environment, whether it's really small or just maybe it'll expand based on doing these interviews and talking about it, but create an environment or a culture, at least in my world, where people are like doing more interesting stuff than just fucking Instagram. So, I agree. Yeah. Cheers. I have to say, um, <laughs> we only have three hours to go. No, I'm kidding. I appreciate. Yeah, we actually did really well all the time. I uh, appreciate you coming on the show, and you were obviously really nervous at first.
1: I was not. I can tell the, nervous. the first ten
0: minutes we were talking about your family tree. I'm like, what's and going I, on here? And that's okay, <laughs> so
1: but fun. that actually is very important. It's to obviously who I am. It is very say? important,
0: but <laughs> I mean, after a while, I'm like, all right, we got to move on. <laughs>
1: okay that's okay but but um, you know i'm always going to be an immigrant so that's never going to change No,
0: that was very interesting for sure i just didn't want to talk about it for half an hour
1: (laughs) i don't we can time it i don't think it was half an hour but if it was i'm kidding i mean that's my next feature probably you haven't even asked what my next step is um, doesn't I, matter. We're wrapping it up.
0: Well, it's not that I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we are, but I mean, well, that'll be the, that actually, you know. That's
1: the whole two hour special with you know, no, But I was thinking
0: <laughs> six months from now, we're going to see if this podcast takes off and like six months to a year from now, you'll come back on. Of course I will. And we'll see like the shift of what's happened. And maybe this, this has created something sort of cool where people are like, holy fuck. Like there's, that's the thing these interview shows, I'll leave it with this. Jerry Seinfeld has this interview show on Netflix right now where he's like talking to comedians and they're, um, driving around in a car and they're talking about like, I've seen it. It's, it's okay. But, but it,
1: he's talking to people who've already made
0: it. I know. That's <laughs> like, the point.
1: What is their problem? Nothing. They have they're, millions they're of dollars. They're driving around. deal. They're in a Rolls Royce yes. or a fucking Porsche.
0: Right. No, so,
1: not hating on you, Jerry, but like, come on. I know. It's, it's not that a fucking it's, original. It's very,
0: it's, it's, it, Exudes a little bit of pretentiousness.
1: Oh, you're going to a coffee shop in Northern <laughs> yeah. Maine?
0: Yeah. And you're like a $200,000 Mercedes. Um,
1: Wearing gloves.
0: <laughs> well, listen, thanks for coming on. It seriously means a lot. The, st- the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast, Episode 5, right. Diana coco nubo
1: yep you can find me <laughs> and i have to say it <laughs> yes. at diana coco nubo which you can spell it or figure it out um yeah go ahead
0: you want me to spell it for them no no no. Uh, I'm you not just want to me to say it. goodbye <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> this is fun <laughs> i can do this
0: all day <laughs> well thanks again for coming on the show thanks for listening and uh we'll see you next week have a good night